Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. came to the Netherlands looking for three wins and three wins is what they go home with. It's probably a good thing for the host that England batted second in two of the three games after that record 498 in the first match last Friday and after that 232 run win in beautiful conditions, England won in a weather affected second game by six wickets under the clouds in 41 overs before the weather returned for this final game. There goes Josh Butler, flick, nonchalant bottom hand and he's flicked the ball into the Amsterdam bush the forest to end the series much as it started with another lost ball he's flicked it out of the ground Josh Butler in emphatic fashion moves on to 86 not out Jason Roy 101 not out these two came together at 85 for 2 and uh, they have won the game with 19.5 overs to spare well with England dominating with a bat I think it's pretty hard to pick a player of the series maybe just the England top order would be going in as a group however I spoke with the player of this match it's someone we spoke to after the second match actually Jason Roy who scored 101 not out I spoke to him shortly after he was named player of the match well, Jason, we, we speak again, a century for you, and exactly how you wanted to end the series. Yeah, nice to end the series, mate, on a, on a high like that and a convincing win again. Um, and nice to see some of the bowlers come in and, and hit their straps like they did. Payne on his first game to get his wicket, finally, um, which was good which was good for him. So, yeah, buzzing. Must be good for morale because he's been involved particularly in, in three different squads now over you know nearly 80, well, no, about a year, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, and he's not got a chance yet, so it must be really good for him going into the next few games. Absolutely. His, his wife and kid were in the, in the huddle as well, which was incredibly special special um, and a huge day for him you know um, he's worked extremely hard uh, one of the coaches said it in the in the meeting how, how hard he's worked and how he deserves this spot in this team so I was made up from the way he started as well he hit the hit the hit his straps extremely well so what's next for you then we've got two quite important games for Surrey coming up this week are you going to be involved in those or are you having a bit of time off I'll see where I'm at tomorrow morning we've got to be up at 6 30 for uh, for a flight we're leaving at six or so in the morning for the flight so I'll, uh, I'll fly home, get home, assess it, give, give Stewie a call and have a conversation with him because the boys are playing some incredible cricket so I wouldn't want to go in and disrupt it too much. 
um, but we'll see uh, and obviously Owen Morgan missing out today with that injury I mean you know obviously yeah. we're not going to talk about his batting we've discussed that already but in terms of the injury concerns obviously he had uh, the injury in Barbados as well is that a concern with the World Cup coming up for him? I think he's a very smart smart guy you know he doesn't want to push himself when he doesn't need to push himself um, he knows that he's got a bit of a niggle. He was carrying that niggle in the T20 blast. That's why he missed a few games there. So um, he got himself up for this series, tried it out, and it wasn't quite ready. Uh, so now he's got to get back and work hard for the next couple of weeks until our next series and see where he's at then. But um, every single player's got their injury concerns. I've had, I've had my fair share of them um, during World Cups as well. So, you know, you can't, you can't talk about age or form or anything like that. It's just a case of him just picking up an unlucky niggle. And finally, Jamie Overton will make his debut for England in the Test match. Uh, do, yeah, he is. Yeah. Do, do you think? Awesome, that, do you think he's gonna he's gonna be up for it? Jeez, oh, yeah. I think he'll be up for it and some. Mate, he's a he's a class player, good fella, um, and I'm sure he's fitted into that side beautifully. But made up from. Cannot wait to to see what he's got on the international circuit. Well, Jason, a three 0 win in this series, going home with everything you you wanted when you came here, and a century for you today. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, man quite easy to forget that Jason Roy was actually playing cricket when it was announced that his teammate at Surrey Jamie Overton would be making his test debut in that third game against New Zealand for England obviously live updates throughout the day on TalkSport for that and you can hear the uh, roundup of the day's play on the following on podcast this podcast you're listening to right now at the end of every day of the test series now I also spoke with the England coach Matthew Mott who came in this is his first series and I started by asking him a question I already knew the answer to basically you must be pretty happy with how it's all gone yeah, definitely. I think um, you know when you come into a side fresh and you know I'd only been in in the country a week, you you probably sometimes think worst case scenario, and that that's a, quite a natural thing. But to see the way the, the guys played this week, and, and just about everyone got a contribution at some point, is is pretty good start the summer for the white ball team. And um, yeah, we take a lot out of this contest. Now we'll ignore Jason on on Friday, but in terms of the openers, uh, Jason and Phil both been doing very well in in this series. And you know when your openers get you off to a good start, that's quite important. So you must be happy about them. Yeah, I am. I'm particularly happy for Jason. I think he he was pretty frustrated when he missed out in that first game, and and obviously seeing everyone else score runs, he he worked on some things there with you know Carl Hopkinson, one of our um, assistant coaches, and you know they just ironed a couple of things out, and you could see they input that into play, and did, you know a couple of really dominant innings and. Uh, yeah, as you said, it, it does set the tone for the entire team, the way they come out and play, quite fearless brand of cricket, and um, yeah, puts the opposition under pressure straight away. What have you learned about your squad from these three games? Uh, I've learned that they're a very strong, strong-knit bunch. I think they get on really well. Um, you know, they look out for each other. There's a lot of warmth in the, in the group, not just the playing group, but the support staff. So it, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to immerse myself in that. I, I really get a great feel about where we want to take the team. And, uh, yeah, first impressions, it, it's, it's a really strong group. We've got some really good leaders emerging. And, um, yeah, it, for, for me, it's, it's exciting to be a part of. You must be happy for David Payne. This is the third squad he's been involved in, obviously your first squad, to finally get a game and to finally get a wicket for him after basically sitting watching a lot of cricket. Yeah, I am. I, you know, I've, not, I've actually seen him for a while in, in different quarters, and um, yeah, I've always been impressed with what he brings to the table. I thought he bowled exceptionally well today. I, you know, our um, our opening partnership today was extraordinary on a, on a great wicket to to keep them to that. And then, you know, at the back end, he changes the pace, and you could see how happy everyone was for him to get that wicket and and the joy on his face. And yeah, it's a special day when you have a debutant and they come out and do well. I feel, uh, well, particularly happy for Liam Livingston, obviously, if he hadn't got that wicket after he dropped that catch, having lost it in the sun. Um, Luke Wood obviously left slightly earlier today so he could go and rejoin Lancashire. Um, will his time come? 
Yeah, I think so. I think it was, uh, you know, we obviously had 14 players here and we would love to have given everyone an opportunity at some stage, but in three games, that's quite difficult. But, um, yeah, I was, as I said, we're pleased that Payne could get that run. We'll be watching Luke uh, closely in the next you know, week or two in, in his domestic stuff. But, yeah, like he, he's he's certainly um, endeared himself to the group the way he's conducted himself in the nets. He's done some great sessions. So uh, whilst he didn't get any game time, he, he, it's still an opportunity to be around this team and, and build for the future. It's three weeks till the first game against India. Obviously, Owen Morgan sat this game out with the, the groin injury there. Will he be captain for that match? Oh, if he's fit, he will, absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I don't think it's overly serious, the niggle. I don't know a lot of details about it, but he has carried it for a little bit. Um, and, and it was a smart decision not to play today. I think um, the, the other flip side is it's a great opportunity for Joss to, to have a go as captain. And um, it certainly worked out well for him personally and, uh, you know, for the group as well. Just to, to have that seamless transition, um, I think, shows that the team's in a pretty good spot. Well, uh, first series for England and first series win for England. Congratulations. Thanks very much. Cheers, John. As well as England and their new coach, Matthew Mott, learning quite a lot from this series. The Netherlands will have done as well, but they're also going to need to appoint a new captain after Peter Saylor retired through injury following that first match. He spoke with Neil Manthorpe and his former Netherlands teammate, Ryan Tendiscarte, on TalkSport 2 during today's mid-innings break. Obviously, you didn't want to retire at this stage, Peter, but... Um have to say, um, you looked uh, like you more like 84 years old uh, after the second game rather than uh, 34. Um, your back issues, um, source of, uh, of great sadness. But we are here to celebrate your career rather than commiserate with your premature retirement. How are you feeling? Yeah, I've, I, I feel all right. Uh, obviously, still still in a bit of pain, but um, yeah, I'm quite comfortable where I'm at. Uh, in this situation and you know um, watching the guys go out there, uh, there, there there's not a lot of difference from, from that side right now Peter I'm alongside uh, a long um, standing teammate of yours Ryan Tenderscarter who um, as uh, <laughs> I mean he's been he's been chatting uh, about your career which of course began 20 years ago for the Netherlands when uh, when you captained the under 15 team so you look back that's um, well over half almost two thirds of your life you've been playing cricket for the Netherlands <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a very big part of my life. Um, yeah, yeah, I used to be a bit of a different guy back in the day, um, but yeah, it's been it's it's been a journey that's been you know it's filled with a lot of good memories, both both on and off the field. And you know, I'll I'll be honest, it's something I look uh, look back on now with a lot of pride and but also a lot of joy. Peter Ryan, uh, firstly, Ryan. congratulations, mate. You should be really proud of yourself. I know the sadness was mentioned then and surely it's an emotional moment but I think all you've taken away from the game and, and what you've done for this Dutch team has been incredible so just from my side very well done uh, I guess on, on the highlight side of things I'll let you talk about it but I imagine 2009 and 2014 the T20 wins will be big and then just your influence and, and the impact you've had since taking over the captaincy from, from Peter Boren but is there anything else that stands out for you? Ah, well, thanks for the lovely words first and foremost, but um, anything that stands out really, um, well, I'd say more the the relationships I've built over the years, not just with my own players, but also players I've played against and and support stuff and whatever that's been, that's been very joyful because that's, you know, ultimately I guess what it's about, it's it's the character you become as a person. Um, But in saying that, you know, the 2019 qualifiers, I mean, we went in in with quite a bit of pressure and the way we actually 
managed to win that uh, with only losing one game, I'm, I'm also still quite proud of it. So, um, yeah, there, there, there's, there, oh, there's, there's quite a bit of highlights. But, yeah, those the World Cups, obviously, and, and, and for me personally, I suppose, with the team that we've had uh, qualifying for that uh, T20 World Cup was quite special too. Another highlight, to, which I thought you were fantastic in, was the, the World Cricket League Division 1, you know, us winning that, mm. uh, which which then led into the, the World Super League, which has been a bit of a damn squib. Um, but in terms yeah. of you staying involved, and, and like I've said before, and, and we've spoken at length, you know, your aspirations mm. for this team and for associate cricket is inspirational. But sort of where to from here? If, if you were going to stay involved, I, I know your direction toward high, high performance, but with the way the Super League's panned out, you know, yeah. what do you visualize as, as a good direction to take this, this group of players now? Uh, well, I think what, what, what's quite important, especially now playing against all the full members, is that all the sort of experience you gain from from the Super League should be should be worth something sort of in the next sort of two to five years. When you know you've got a quite a few youngsters who are still teenagers uh, are still playing, is that I think it's. Um, quite important for us to to remain one of the top associate sides. So um, you know you can look at trying to look forward, and you know you want to be a full member of this and that. I think first and foremost, for us, it's important that um, with with um, the guys you have that that, that are from the Netherlands um, and, and playing and training in the Netherlands, that that sort of core group becomes bigger and stronger, and that has got it's ultimately is what are going to drive this team forward. Um, so in terms of that, I think it's it's quite important that like these guys getting upskilled and up to speed um, with with what it requires and they've now only experienced sort of like the the cherry on top you know playing the full members and you know having the crowds around and everything is great and you know hopefully what I think is important is that they're ready by the time we we're back to sort of our associate cricket and you know you play those games in front of 20 people that we're still as good uh, as, as, as we have been in some of these games. Peter, I mentioned at the beginning there that uh, injury has uh, forced your premature retirement and um, mm. you said that uh, one of the reasons, maybe the deciding reason, was uh, when you were finding it difficult to play with your young sons. But how, is your, how is your health? I, I mean, I didn't mean to be flippant um, when I said that you look like an old man. You did look very <laughs> stiff and, and in yeah. a great deal of pain. You going to be all right? I will be. It's unfortunately an, an injury that, you know, if, if it would have taken a surgery or or whatever, I would have done that a couple of years ago. But it's uh, unfortunately, it's it's, it's really um, inside the spine, and, and you know, it did create cracks, which the I don't, I don't know what it's called, but the, the inner sort of core fluid comes out, and where that comes out, obviously, I'm as you've seen now, uh, pretty unable to move. So, and the thing is, like, it's it's not that I'm I, I can't play cricket anymore. So I would still stay involved in sort of club cricket and, and all of that because I can move, but I think the demands of international cricket. And, and everything that comes with it, the training. And, you know, I'm a type of guy that likes to lead sort of from that aspect as well. I like to train hard and, and do as much as I can. But if um, at some stage, you know, you train three, four times a week, you play two, three games a week, um, you know, that, that element has come a bit too much. And I've always felt if you can't give your 100%, um, you know, then, then then it's not worth playing, playing anymore. And I, I guess what you said from a personal side of things, when the pain overtakes the enjoyment uh, of playing the game you love um, you know then all of a sudden you look at the game with a with a bit of well not hate but you, you're not looking forward to to the games because you know how sore you're going to be at the end and that was ultimately what has decided me to uh, well ultimately why I decided to, to stop playing Matt Ryan again um, yeah I mean I saw the pain you were going through in, in Dubai and that was what six months ago so I can only imagine it's got worse 
get yourself in a nice leather chair in the director's box you can have a big influence there I just want to take you back to your last point and I remember again chatting at length to you in South Africa about your vision and, and sort of the short term goals and, and you were speaking about the focus on, on the Dutch local players and at the time I was like wow I can see why you have such an impact because in the past the Dutch have always been you know how can we get the county players involved you know how can we get as many pros from overseas and I think these last two series the West Indies series and this series no matter what happens in this game and the fact that you lost the series 3-0 and probably going to lose this one 3-0 mm-hmm. I think the talent you've unearthed and certainly guys that are associate cricket level ready mm-hmm. it's been so impressive I've spoken to Ryan Cook as well and I thought the the, the performances against, against the West Indies were were really spectacular for that reason so so well done on that again um, and just a testament to you I think you know that epitomizes your contribution to, to Dutch cricket thinking out of the box and, and putting a big focus on the guys who have come through the system like yourself so well done on a, on a really amazing career your, your leadership influence has, has turned this team around uh, I love the feel around the place and, and I wish you all the best for what comes ahead now man Thanks, man, but that's just too nice. It's good. Give me a get a goosebumps, Ryan. You shouldn't do that. That's, too, that's not nice. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to Visit Barbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, I'm now joined by the man that Peter replaced as the Netherlands captain. Also Peter, Peter Boren. And, uh, you know, all in all, the series has come to an end. Not so successful on the pitch for the Netherlands, but I think very successful in terms of their involvement in cricket. Well, you basically nailed it there because it has been a really good five days here in Amsterdam, I reckon uh, a lot of people have had a very good time and in terms of the facilities, the wicket, the ground itself um, and also Amsterdam for the touring 
you know, the tourists, I think they've all had a good time. Um, yeah, as you say, from a Dutch cricketing perspective, a little bit disappointing and with the performances and, and uh, there's a lot of work to do. And I think the Barmy Army, as you sort of hinted there, really enjoyed their time in Amsterdam. It seems like it should be a place that, that England should come more often. Yeah, I think they'd like to. It was, it's obviously a pretty short flight for them in terms of English, English tours. They're generally a long way away. Um, this is much easier, isn't it? And we had, this, particularly on the Friday and the Sunday, mm. a lot of fans over uh, and they had an... A really good time. For Friday was actually raucous, wasn't it? It was, it was almost, uh, you know, it was on the limit to being out of control. It was, it looked like a lot of fun out there. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, because I think the England team themselves have been impressed with the facilities as well. And, uh, if there's any chance of, you know, a couple of match series and every couple of years or whatever it is, I think, um, Amsterdam's a good cricketing tourist destination. Also, the Dutch cricket team is only going to be better from here, uh, in terms of the competitiveness on the field, of course, which was a little bit disappointing. Well, definitely. It's a very young team as well, as, as Peter was just saying there before. And, and do you know what? You know, England fans have been speaking to me throughout this and they've been saying that in terms of getting here, getting into the ground the friendliness of everyone it's been absolutely fantastic you've played against England out on the pitch uh, quite famously what did you make of this England squad? They're the world champions for a reason uh, and, and uh, everyone who's watched them play uh, 50 over cricket over the last five years know what they've brought into this series without even you know you didn't have to be here or watch it on TV or listen to it on the radio to know what they were going to bring and particularly given that the wickets were flat um, good batting tracks uh, a lot of power didn't they they had um, I thought that you know probably past scores were higher than what the Dutch were achieving. The Dutch would have been disappointed with the bad, but in the end it wouldn't have mattered, I don't think, because the power of uh, you know that lineup, that English batting lineup, far out there, there was no way they, they would have chased down anything. So what they brought was just that sense that there's a lot of people who've been walking around here who I've talked to and who have, you know amazed at the power game, and that's and we've seen that from England, you know, for the last sort of five or six years in 50 over cricket so it's no no real surprise I also think it's fantastic that behind us now you've got loads of kids and I know the, the schools kick out a little bit earlier on a Wednesday here in the Netherlands so you've got kids there who've got in for free and they're you know getting autographs and everything with the England players but also the Netherlands players as well which I think is very important in terms of a player of the series if you had to pick someone who would you go for? Uh, for me uh, I was really impressed with uh, David Willey uh, I thought with uh, he didn't get a bat but as as uh, also with the ball, but also in the field. I think he was outstanding in the field. Uh, but you can obviously the top order of England going trying to go past Phil Salt, Jason Roy, uh, pretty tough. Uh, David Milano obviously with 100 in the first game. Uh, but for me, the player of the series was Charles Butler, and it wasn't so much just because of the runs he made. But of course, the manner of which he did it, uh, and you can look at on a scorecard and say, well, he's hit a bunch of sixes, but I was lucky enough, and you were lucky enough to be here and see those sixes, and uh, they went an awful, awful long way. And uh, he is, you know, obviously in white ball cricket, possibly the most destructive player in the world right now, and he certainly showed that here, and he would be my player of the series. And he also had the added responsibility today of being the captain as well. And we need to talk about the captain in the Netherlands. Obviously, Peter just mentioning there why he's retired. You know, the back just, it couldn't go on any longer. Uh, you know, when we've seen the vice captain step up. And do you think that he'll be the captain going forward? Should he be the captain going forward? Oh, well, they've got a couple of options. It will either be Scott Edwards um, or Buster Lader. Buster Lader's 22. Uh, Scott Edwards is a little bit older than that. I'm not sure what he is, 27 or so. But probably... Edwards is pretty, he's been in very good form, hasn't he? So he, he's scored a lot of runs in this World Cup Super League against some of the top teams in the world. He's scored a lot of runs. He's probably pretty comfortable where his own game is at, uh, which helps. And I think maybe Buster Lader, who is 
the most talented player in Holland still has a fair way to go in terms of learning his game and given that he you know he's a quick bowler bowls 140 uh, he has to bat 4 or 5 uh, and he's your number one fielder it might be just a and ask too much for a 22-year-old at the moment. He's probably a future captain of Holland, but for now, probably Scott Edwards. Well, look, it seems like the future of uh, Dutch cricket is very, very positive. Peter, thank you very much for being part of this on Talk Sport 2 throughout this series. And that means we've come to the end of a fun series here in Amsterdam. We've got more limited overs commentaries coming up, starting with Ireland versus India on Sunday on Talk Sport 2. And if you've just stumbled across this podcast, make sure you hit follow or subscribe so we can keep showing up on your podcast app. And don't forget, throughout the test series, England versus New Zealand, we will round off the day's play every evening on the following on podcast the following on podcast is proudly sponsored by barbados tourism and this is your gentle reminder that barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan with eight matches from the icc men's t20 cricket world cup series taking place in barbados this summer including the final you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. 